Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, we're in a brand new series, so I want you to take out those worship guides. Inside of there are some sermon notes. It's a series we call We Are Radiant, and it's kind of a vision series. We do the, in August of every year. We started out on this date, and then we do seven days of prayer starting today, which I'll talk to you about in a little bit. It's kind of a, a rhythm that we have for our church, and we have it for a couple reasons. One, because people kind of forget what this thing's all about. So I'm going to kind of remind you today of the vision. If you're a guest, it's a great Sunday for you to be here. You're going to kind of hear the vision of the church. But then secondly, we all kind of get in this summer slump. And I know you might not have gotten in it, but a lot of people I know have gotten in it where you kind of get off your routine. You kind of get off your schedule. Come on, the diet went out the window. And a lot of you guys, you just kind of, you, you kind of pull back and relax a little bit which is fine, but, but now the kids are back in school and all the parents say, hey, yeah, come on, amen, yeah. The kids are back in school and, and I want you to get back in this thing. I want, I'm gonna kind of move you, move you forward a little bit. It reminds me, a couple weeks ago, I was with, uh, Katie and I were driving in our car and we were at a stoplight, I think it was on Kennedy, and I was the second car on the turning lane. And so uh, we're sitting there and then there's a whole line of cars behind us. So we're sitting there, the light turns green, but the car in front of me doesn't move. How many have been in this predicament at least once in their life, okay? So, so it doesn't move. So, so you have this kind of crisis of faith, don't you? Where you're, you're kind of sitting there going, I, wanna, I, I need a honk because, why? because I, I, I need them to move, but I don't want to honk. Why? Because you don't want them to think that you're, you're like mean and you're angry. And so I told Katie, I was like, Katie, I'm going to honk. And she's like, you can't honk. You're a pastor. They, they're they're going to they're gonna see the radiant sticker on your car. You can't do that. And I was like, I'm not mad. Like, uh, but, but horns all sound mad. Like you're, you're given one horn. So this is what it sounds like. This is what a normal horn sounds like. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Okay, so so that sounds mean, doesn't it? It sounds like 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 you're angry, and so when you do that, what do you have to do? You have to do like the courtesy way, right? Oh, okay, not, I'm happy. I just need you to move along. Like that's why I, I think your 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 car should have multiple horns. If I was an automaker, I'd have multiple horns. Like like if I was mad, I would have played that one. But if I was if I was just happy and just need you to move along a little bit, I'd probably play this one. Yeah, like that. Just, just a little, like, like move along a little bit. Hey, just happy, you know? And then if you see your friend and you want them to know that it's you, but you don't want to, like, honk them the mean horn or the move along horn, I would play this horn. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's just like you're waving at your friend as you go by. So everybody's just on the same, the same page. Like, we're, we're not mad, okay? So I want everybody's attention, every location, look up at your pastor, okay? Listen, I'm smiling. I'm happy. All right, hear, hear me out. I just need you to move a little bit. All right, all right, all right. You're, you're stuck in your spot. You're stuck in that issue. You're stuck in that marriage problem. You're stuck in that addiction. And, and, and let me tell you, I'm not mad. I'm happy. I just need you to move a little bit because God's got too much in store for your life. He's got too much destiny. There's a long line of cars behind you that are waiting for you to move. It's called your children. It's called your legacy. It's your marriage. It's your ministry. It's your workplace. It's your neighbors. And they're all waiting for you to move into the purpose that God has for your life. Come on, somebody help me. Give me a little bit of God. Praise today. 
And that's our mission of our church. Write it down in your notes this way. We're a note-taking church, so we write things down. Here, here's, here it is. Listen, we exist to move people. We're in this moving business. Not because we're mad. We just want to move you along a little bit because God's got so much in store for your life. And, and here's, here's what we do. We exist to move people from where they are to where God wants them to be. And so we move them to three different places. This is super important. Because if where does God want you to be? I think he wants you to be in three different places. Here's the three things. Number one is we move people towards Christ, towards a real, authentic relationship with Jesus. We're going to talk about that today. And then we move people towards um, community. And you're, you're in desperate need of real community in your life. I tell people all the time, you show me your community, I'll show you your future. You, you are the product of the people in your life right now. So, so we need to move you towards real community. And then the last thing is we want to move you towards your calling because we believe you're created on purpose and for purpose for something bigger in your life. So we're gonna help you do this, and it happens all the time here at Radiant Church. It can happen in your life, and I wanna give you just one story as we start this message of how it happened in Eric's life. Check this out. When I got back from Iraq in 2008, uh, I think just being in that war environment and being in that just hostile every day, um, just coming back from that and trying to make sense of life, make sense of um, who I was, make sense of the things that happened to, to people that were close to me over there. I was at a rough point where I was just, I wasn't working, I was selling drugs and doing drugs and selling drugs just to maintain my family just the need to release or numb the, the pain that I was going through. Just trying to make me not feel stuff. Just made me seclude myself. Struggling with PTSD, struggling with dealing drugs, selling drugs, and just um, lost, um, not, not a great marriage. My relationship with my kids was non-existent. And um, through that, uh, I found actually uh, Radiant Church in 2013. That's when I I, I kind of just liked the the um, the message that was given on the day that my family and I came, and we decided just to keep on coming back. Um, the downtown location said that it was opening. I actually wanted to serve. Something was pulling me to just serve um, and go check it out, see what's going on. I served faithfully for about two years. During those two years, um, Radiant really truly led me to seek Christ more and get more into my re relationship with Jesus by um, just small groups, by mission trips, um, RLA. Being consistent, being steady, even, I mean, I know it's not the end for me. I know uh, I still got struggles and I'm still struggling with things, but uh, it's just helped me just actually have a foundation and have a, a closer walk and understanding about relationships and Jesus. Through Radiant, I've learned how to uh, lean on Christ for my struggles. My family relationship is the best that it's ever been. My walk with Christ is just unbelievable right now. And I, I just can't be any more proud of, of myself my family, and just my Christ for just showing up and showing out in my life. My life has changed because I'm moving towards Christ every day.
My name is Eric, and this is my radiant story. Come on, it's, it's, it's what it's all about. It's helping you move along. So listen, we're going to help you over these next few weeks take some steps forward in your walk with God. And here, here's week one. Write it down in your notes. The title of today's message is simply this, is a move in the right direction. Because not all movement is in the right direction. I want to help you move your life towards the right direction today. Um, do you have any people in your life that are a little bit directionally challenged? Does anybody have anybody? Anybody sitting next to someone today? They're a little directionally challenged. No, no, don't, don't answer that. I know some of you guys are married to them. Um, I knew when Katie and I were dating, I knew that uh, she needed me uh, big time because she's, uh, she's amazing. She's the, the most amazing wife ever. We just celebrated our anniversary this last week. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, I told people that we've been happily married for seven years, which is awesome. Uh, it, was, it was our nine-year wedding anniversary, but you got the idea. So <laughs> I'm totally joking. We've been married for nine years. It's been awesome. But uh, before we were married, uh, we were a long-distance relationship. I was living in Pensacola. She was in Lakeland. So she would come up and visit. And, and so one time, the very first time we were in, up there and she came up to visit, she's like, well, how do I get home? I said, listen, you know, it's only two roads. You like, you take I-10 into I-75. She's like, well, how do I get there? You know, this is before the days of the, your map is on your phone. How many remember those days? Like, that was like, the, the, like we all lived, I don't know how we survived, but we did it. And so I was like, I was like, Katie, it's super easy. Just a couple directions. Um, when you leave Pensacola, you gotta go east. And she's like, well, how am I supposed to know? I don't have a compass. Like, how do I go east? I was, like, I was like, you're going to look for the sign for Milton. Milton's the first city east of Pensacola, and you're, you're heading the right direction, and you'll hear 75 and go south. Well, about an hour later, she calls me. She said, I, I think I got an issue. I was like, I, was like, I, I don't know. What, what would that be? She's like, I'm going through the tunnel to Mobile. I, I just don't think you got me in the right direction. I said, Katie, I said Milton, not Mobile. You, you went, listen, her intentions were good, but she ain't getting home going that way. And I think a lot of you guys, you're, you're moving with your life, but let me write it, write it down in your notes this way. Listen, listen, it is your direction. This is important. It's your direction, not your intention that leads you to the right destination. So a lot of you guys are, are, you have good intentions in your life. We created an entire holiday off of good intentions called New Year's, New Year's, right? Like, we're going to have good intentions. We're going we're gonna to lose that weight. Some of you guys are only 20 pounds away from that 15-pound goal that you made in, in January 1st. Like, you're, you're going to, you have good intentions. Good intentions of seeing that marriage restored. Good intentions of, of getting back in church. Good intentions of being involved. Good intentions of honoring God with your finances. But good intentions are not enough. You need to focus on your direction. So here's the question I'm asking you today at every location. It's simply this. Are you moving in the right direction? Is your, is your marriage moving in the right direction? Are your kids, is your family dynamic? Is your health moving in the right direction? Are your, are your finances moving in the right direction? I want you to evaluate the direction of your life. And I'll, I'll tell you this because everybody says the same thing. They go, well, Aaron, it's just a little rut I'm in. It's just, it's a season I'm in. It, it's going to change eventually, but, but I, I just tell you, it's just like this for a little, let me just get your advice. I'm your pastor. Remember, smiles, honking behind you a little bit. Just want to get you moving. Hear, hear, hear me out. Listen, if this has been year after year after year, it's not a rut, it's you. It, 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 that is your destination if it's year after year after year. I ask myself this question often when it comes to a lot of areas of my life, and here's the question I ask myself. If this area of my life, and you fill in the blank, whatever area that is, if this area of my life 
continues down the same path than simply this, will I be satisfied with the product? So, so if that marriage continues down that path, are you gonna be satisfied with the product? Are you gonna be satisfied? So, so maybe you just need to change the direction a little bit. I was speaking a few weeks ago in, in Orlando, and y'all know there's nothing worse than driving in Orlando. Can I get a good amen? And so I'm driving in Orlando, and I'm not paying attention because I'm thinking about the message I have to preach. I'm thinking about different things that are going on in my life. So as I'm driving through Orlando, I realize I missed my street, but I don't realize it for like 10 minutes down the road. And I go, oh man, I bet my street's coming up soon. And I look and I realize the time had went way up to my destination. Does that make sense? On the GPS, it went way up, but, but it gave me another alternative route. Like it just, it changed it right there. And I was like, you know what? I love this because as, as messed up as I went, as far off track as I went, the GPS is so kind to continually provide a way back to where I needed to go. And I want you to know this is how God works because if your life is heading in the wrong direction, here's some good news. God offers rerouting. Can I get a good amen today, church? He offers rerouting for your life. I think some of you guys, he's that GPS. It's just nonstop rerouting, rerouting. Bad relationship, rerouting, rerouting. Here, you got you can get it back in church, rerouting. Some of you guys are in church today. Guess what? It's because God is rerouting your life. It's not too late to get to that destination that he has for you. There's still breakthrough available for your life. He can offer you some rerouting. That's why I love this verse. This verse says, if we are unfaithful, guess what? He is faithful. I don't know about you. I'm thankful that I serve a God who is faithful to reroute me in my mistakes, in my weaknesses, in my struggles. When I screw up, he reroutes me to get me right back on track to where I need to do. Can we give him a little bit of praise for that at every location? He's a God that reroutes us. Amen? So, so I want to give you a story over the next few minutes that I have with you today of a lady who was on the wrong path. And we know she's on the wrong path because she dealt with an issue for not a week or two but we hear that she's dealt with this issue for 12 years in her life. I wonder how many of you guys have dealt with issues in your life, and it seems like year after year after year where you've dealt with a struggle. And, and this lady dealt with issues year after year. We find her in three of the four Gospels. The story is all over the Gospels. And, and I want to look at it through the Gospel of Mark. So if you have your Bible, flip open there, Mark chapter 5. We're going to go verse by verse through this passage. I want to show you how she was on the wrong path and how she got on the right path and got in the right direction, because I believe God wants to move your life today in the right direction. The Bible says it like this to start out. It says there was a large crowd. Say a large crowd. There was a large crowd followed and pressed around him, and him is Jesus, by the way. So Jesus comes in this lady's town, and a large crowd is there, and there is a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Now, we learned something important about her life right here in this story. One, she's got an issue, but number two is that she's got an issue, and between her issue and her breakthrough is a barrier, and it's called people. Now, I think this is super important for a lot of you guys to get today, because a lot of you guys are on the wrong path, and the issue in your path is not so much you, it's some people that you have in your life. That, that's why, write it down your notes this way, that the wrong path is usually the result of the wrong people. And I found in my life that when I get myself in a rut, when I can't seem to find breakthrough, when I can't seem to find victory in my life, it's not so much something that's wrong, it's someone that's wrong in my life. So if you evaluate those people in your life a little bit, you'll realize it's probably the wrong friend, 
the wrong boss, the wrong boyfriend, the wrong girlfriend, the wrong relationship, the wrong people in your life, you get the wrong people in your life. It'll always be a block between you and what God has for your life. This lady needs a breakthrough in her life. And guess what the scriptures tell us is right in between them. Between her and Jesus is a crowd. I, I want to I present it to you today at every location this way. Listen, there's always going to be a crowd between you and Jesus. There's always going to be some mass group of people that are all going to tell you you don't need him. You don't need church. You don't need God in your life. You don't need him. That's old. You don't need that anymore. And let me just remind you, the majority is almost always wrong. Can I say it again? The majority is almost always wrong. You don't believe me? Go to the Strawberry Festival. There's a reason. All the majority goes there, and it's always wrong, right? Like you just, you never have fun like you thought you'd have fun. The the crowds aren't always right. And, and, And in culture, the crowd's not always right. Stop following the crowd. Push through them to find Jesus. Because you push through to find Jesus, you'll get your breakthrough in your life. I promise you that. Listen, you've got to understand, write it down your notes this way, that the people in your life are either a bridge towards your breakthrough or a barrier from your breakthrough. And, and when I feel like in my life I'm on the wrong path, the first thing I do is evaluate the crowd in my life. Because you'll always be the product of the people in your life. So, so she has these crowds in between her and Jesus, but the scriptures go on to tell us. It says she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, and she had spent all that she had. How much has she spent? Every location, how much has she spent? Now, this is important. She spent all that she had, and instead of getting better, guess what happened? She just got worse. So so she lived a life, and she was trying to fix her problems, but the more she tried to fix her problems, the worse her problems got in her life. Sound familiar to a lot of you guys, right? And you've gone to issue, you to, to solution after solution after solution, and your problems are not getting better. They're only getting worse if you were being honest. And what happens? She kept spending, she kept spending until eventually her life was, was spent. It shows me something else about the wrong path. Write it down in your notes. The wrong path is very pricey. It's very pricey. It's gonna take a lot out of you. A lot of you guys, you'd be a lot wealthier right now if you just didn't take that wrong path. It cost you some things. It cost you some relationships. It cost you some time in your life. It cost you some money. Come on, can somebody agree with me? They spent some money in their BC life that they wish they had back now. Can I hear an amen? Like, you, you just spend it on some stuff that you go, I, I don't even know why. I, I realize this. So Katie and I, we went on our, um, we, we had our anniversary last week. So we go on a big a trip every year for our anniversary. We save up every month to do one blowout big trip. And uh, it, it's easy for us. We like cruises. And for us, cruises are, are, are cheaper for us because they're kind of all-inclusive. They have everything there. And my cousin works for, uh, she's a VP for a cruise line, so we get major discounts. So we saved up and went on this amazing cruise. Went to Alaska last week. It was, it was amazing. So we had a good time, and it was, it was a lot of fun. We were sitting there. And, and for us, it's so awesome because it, it's really like we paid for this thing, and then every time you go out to eat, guess what? It's paid for. You know, your room service is paid for. I mean, everything's just paid for. Like, you know, the entertainment's paid for. But I realized something about three or four days into the cruise. Not everybody has as, as an inexpensive op, uh, cruise as we have because they're paying for it way more than I'm paying for it because they're having a totally different experience that's a lot more pricey than I'm having on a cruise as the pastor leader 
good godly guy that I am. And it was funny, it was about four days into the cruise, we're on this little excursion, and there's a bunch of people there, and, and there's this guy sitting there, and he's like, man, I'm so depressed, man. We're like, how are you depressed? You're on an Alaskan cruise. He's like, I'm so broke after the last three days. I was like, but how? The food, everything's included. Not what I buy. <laughs> it's not included. I realized, listen, the wrong path is what? It's pricey. It's, it, listen, this is what the world does to you. And I, I, this is why it's so important you get on the right path. Because the world will take out of you. You will feel, and like a lot of you feel today, you will feel completely spent. Because it'll drain you. That relationship will drain you. The world will drain you. Your finances will get drained. Because you're spending money on something that can never fix that issue within your life. Can never fix it. I realize this about following God, write it down in your notes, is that following Christ and following culture are both costly. If I were to be honest with you today, um, you know, I think following culture is very, very, very costly, but so is following Christ. You're, you're going to give, you're, let me just say it this way. You're going to spend your life on something. Something's going to take your finances. Something's going to, so you're going to invest your life somewhere. You're going to invest your finances somewhere. You're going to invest your attention somewhere. You're giving your life to something right now. The difference is, is that one leaves you fulfilled and one's going to always leave you frustrated. And this lady was just frustrated with life because she had tried issue after issue after issue. Can I get someone's attention here today? I think it's about time you, you tried Jesus for now. Like, try him for the first time in your life. You might have felt frustrated after frustrated after frustrated. Maybe the thing that you've put your life into cannot fulfill the desires and the need in your life. But I promise you, Jesus can. I promise you, when you give him your life, Jesus can. I'm in a room with hundreds of people who have given their life to Christ, and they would attest to the fact that Jesus can fulfill the void that's in your heart. He can do it to you, church. So, so we hear this story where this lady is on wrong path after wrong path, and the story changes, and it says it like this in verse 27. When she had heard about Jesus, she came up behind him and came up through the crowd, and she touches his cloak because she thought, listen, if I just touched his clothes, listen, if I, I just get close enough to him, listen, let me tell you, I'm going to get healed. There's something super important about this. Here's number three. We talked about the wrong path. Let me tell you about the right path. The right path will always, write it down in your notes, move you towards Christ. She had this understanding. She goes, you know what? She goes, I, I heard something about Jesus. And some of you are here today, and you keep hearing this thing about Jesus, giving your life to Jesus, following Jesus. And I'm telling you, when you start moving towards Christ, you're getting closer and closer to the miracle you need in your life. Look what happened with her story. It says immediately her bleeding stopped and she fell uh, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. After 12 years of struggling, one encounter with Jesus and it changes everything. It shows me something powerful. Write it down in your notes this way. That listen, your power is dependent upon your proximity to Christ. That's good preaching right there. I'll shout myself down here. I know Brandon shot me down. I know they're doing it at St. Pete. I tell you, there's, there's something about, and I'm talking to believers in here now. Some of you guys, you've been following Jesus for far, for so long, and you've made it ritual, and you've made it religion. I think it's about time we get back into this relationship thing where we're going to get as close as we can to Jesus because your power is dependent upon your proximity to Christ because uh, you've got issues in your life that you need Jesus to deal with. So let me give you an example in this, okay? we got issues of all shapes and sizes, but let's start with this, and the biggest issue in our life is this issue of sin. We all have an issue of sin. 
we're going we're gonna to deal with that issue. Um, it's a major issue that we need in our dealt with. But some of your issues are not sin. Some of your issues are anxiety. Uh, that's a big issue in your life. Some of you guys, you deal with the issues of finances. I mean, that's a big one in your life. Uh, some of you guys, your issues are simply, um, just have, no, no, we can't talk about that one. That's not just a joke. All right, let's stop. There's marriage. We got that one. Okay. We got issues of loss right there. You, you're dealing with struggle of loss. Someone in your life, um, your issues of your own health. That's a major deal of issues of disappointment. We all have disappointment in our life. Some of you guys deal with issues of addiction. We, we talked about that one a few weeks ago. The issues of loneliness. And there's so many issues in our life. And here's what's so important. Is that then you have God. So you have God now in your life. And you have this whole desire to say, okay, God, I want you to deal with this. This is a big deal. But the problem with it is, is you've got God life, and then you got your issues life, and there's too big of a gap between the two of those things. So what happens in your life is you go, God, I want you to deal with this, with this issue, but there's no leverage to deal with your struggles in your life because you've kept God way too far away from your struggles that you're dealing with. So, so here's, here's the, the point of our story today. You don't remember anything else? Remember this point. Just get a little bit closer to God. And look, when you get a little bit closer, you get a little bit more leverage. It's a little bit more difficult. I could do this right now, but let me tell you, if I just get God a little bit closer, if I just take this next seven days and I just start, I start my routine with God, I'm going to get him closer and closer. Eventually, I'm going to have the leverage necessary to deal with every issue in my life and see the victory that I need in my life. Come on, give God better praise than that. Amen? You can be victorious. The power is dependent upon your proximity. So here's the million dollar question. Ready? I want to find out how do we get close to Christ? So how do we do it? If we're going to be very practical here at Radiant Church, I'm never going to give you a big abstract idea without getting very practical in it. How do we do it? Well, the lady shows us in her story a few things. First of all, it says you got to learn to take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. This lady, she got her miracle because she took a step of faith to get closer to Jesus. And I want you to know that, listen, anything significant you're going to do in your life is going to be a step of faith. It's going to be a little bit risky. It's going to be a little bit out of the box. It's, going to be, it's not going to make sense. A lot of you cognitive guys, you're not going to be able to deal with this because it's not going to make sense. But God honors faith. Look at this story. The Bible says it like this. She thought to herself, if I just touched his clothes, what was that? That's her step of age. She goes, if I, just, if I just reach out, if I just do something out of the ordinary, some of you guys, you've been in the same routine for so many years, get out of the box a little bit and do something crazy for God. Watch what happens. She says, I'm gonna be healed if I just touch his clothes. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. And he turned around to the crowd and he says, who just touched my clothes? Now remember, there's people everywhere. So the disciples responded and said, you see people crowding against you his disciples answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus, look what Jesus did. Jesus kept looking around to see who, who had done this. No, no, some, he, Jesus was so into this thing. He goes, no, no, there's somebody in this crowd that's willing to go outside of the box, that's willing to go outside of the normal routine to get a miracle in their life. So here's the question I have, ready? Why wasn't she healed before this situation? It's a good question to ask. Why, 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 why wasn't she healed just because Jesus was in the same area as her? 
Why was it Jesus, the son of God was in the same area of her. Why wasn't she healed? Here's what I've learned about God. This could be your biggest takeaway yet for today. Write it down your notes this way. It's because it is our faith, not our need, that moves God to action. And there's way too many people that think that God knows my issue, and if he wants to deal with it, he can deal with it. That's not how God works. God, God doesn't look down, and he's not judging his power based on your need. He's waiting for you to act. And for some reason with God, I, I don't understand it, that 99% of the breakthrough comes on God's behalf. But there's 1% that has to do with you. It's the it's 1% of the natural that unloads the 99% of the supernatural that it's going to need for your life to be broken. I'm telling you, there's the 1% of your effort that brings the 99% that God brings to the table. And for some reason, God won't do his part unless you do your part. What is the step of faith that God is challenging you to take today? Some of you guys, it might be in your finances that you need to start honoring God with your giving. Some of you guys, it might be going to next steps. And your step of faith is, I'm going to go, I'm going to learn about the church. I'm going to get plugged in. Some of you guys, it's serving. Some of you guys, it's just helping other people. Take a step of faith. Because listen, here's what the scriptures say. It says, without that faith, without that step, without that action, guess what? It is impossible to please God. Here's some good news for you. Ready? Let's flip the scripture completely upside down. So that means that with faith, it's impossible to not please God. It's, it's like the little kid that takes his first step. What do you do? You're cheering them on. You're, you're not sitting there looking down on them because they didn't do it perfectly. No, no. God is celebrating your small steps of faith. I want you to hear that. God celebrate Somebody in this place today, you haven't been to church in a long time. You took a step of faith to get up early, to get your kids ready, to fight the traffic, to go to the parking lot. You, you didn't even want to do it. It was a step of faith because you're that woman pushing through the crowd to get your miracle. I want you to know, God honors you today. God celebrates you today. It's a big deal that you put God first today. God celebrates our steps of faith. And I want to encourage you, be a person of faith where you honor God by stepping out. Here's the second thing I want to do, last thing. If we're going to get close to Christ, if we're going to get our miracle in our life today, I want you to develop a habit of spending time with Jesus. Now this is huge because this lady who got a miracle in her life, the Bible does not say that's the end of the story. I love it that Jesus found out who this lady was. And, and some of you guys, can I just be real with you? Some of you guys, God's, God's done a miracle in your life. And he really did. He came through for you. And then you've gone off doing life on your own. And you've forgotten the very one that did the miracle in your life. And this lady, she gets the miracle in her life. Jesus goes on and finds her. And the scripture says, it says, listen, then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, she came and look what she did. She fell at his feet. She, she got to a place, a posture of just going, God, God, I, I, I want to just be with you right now. And look, trembling with fear, she told him the whole truth and what? And he said to her, daughter, your faith, it healed you. Now, here's what he says. Now, go in peace and freed from your suffering. She got something in that moment of being with Jesus that I think a lot of you guys have missed out on your life. She walked in with pain. She walked out with peace. 
She walked in and brought God her pain. She walked out and she was filled with peace. I'm telling you, you learn a life of developing a habit with God. Then every morning you walk into that place in pain, but you will walk out of there in peace, ready to do what God has for your life. You will walk in broken. You will leave there filled with power to overcome whatever God has for you. Develop a habit of spending time with Jesus. That's why over the next seven days, starting today, which by the way, you did it today. You're all here. You've all spent time with God. You've all prayed. Check off day number one. Tomorrow starts day number two. We're going to have seven days of prayer. And here's what it does. It's seven days that every morning at 6 a.m. I'm going to challenge you to get up and pray. Now, for those that can, those that their work schedules or school schedules allow, we're going to have actual places where we can meet in four different locations throughout Tampa Bay for you to gather together in corporate prayer and time with God. If you can come in person, I would love for you to come. Be there. Make it a priority. 6 a.m. Monday through Friday and then 8 a.m. on Saturday. We're all going to gather together and just take a week to just get our focus back on spending time with you. You are the product of the habits in your life. Like, like you're, you, have, you are in the exact situation you're in because the habits in your life have led you to where you're at. So if you want to change your life, change your habits. And I think the best habit you can have is to move towards Christ in a relationship that is genuine and authentic, where you just get close to him. I'll tell you a couple weeks ago, um, I, I was going through just issues, just struggle. Like life just has a way of just beating us down, sucking the life out of us. And I, I went through a season, even this summer was just very difficult for me, if I can be honest with you. Difficult in just some, some personal stuff, difficult in, in some, some church stuff and struggles that we're having. We're under construction with a project, launching our fourth location. It was just, it was a lot of pressure. I felt like just under a lot of pressure. So much, I was literally getting like migraines, like figuring out like, man, I was just under a lot of pressure. So I took, um, we took this vacation, which was so needed. It was so awesome. But even during the vacation, I, I, I said, Lord, there's only two things I want during this whole time. I just want to, I really want to invest in my relationship with my wife. And I just, I want to get closer to you than I've ever been before. And I made it that point that every morning, even on vacation, like times that you, like every morning, I'm like, God, I just, I want to have quality time with my wife and quality time with you. If I don't see anything else, that's okay. I I just need those two things this week. I'm telling you, those first three or four mornings, I walked into that time that it might be like you tomorrow morning when you wake up at 6 a.m., and I walked in and I, I was like this lady, I, I was broken, bleeding, hurting. And I remember just offering God my issues. And I, it was so crazy. When I walk in broken, I leave there in power every single time. See, the natural response to our world today is when things aren't working, work harder. So here's the solution I get from people all the time. I'm like this, it's just, I'm struggling. They say, well, hustle, hustle it out. Just work harder. Let me tell you, that's not how you find breakthrough in the kingdom of God. It might be how you get in the world, but in God's kingdom, listen to this. Listen, a true change in direction is less about hustle and more about humility, saying, I don't have the answer, but I know who the answer is, and I can bring it to him, and I can find freedom, and I can find victory in my time of need. Oh, come on, give him better praise than that today, church. That's where you're going to find your freedom this week that we're gonna move closer and closer to Christ. And the scriptures say that when we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will lift 
you up. So I have news for someone today. You're gonna develop a habit this week of drawing close to Christ. Guess what? It's when I get humble that God takes me higher. Some of you guys, he's gonna take your marriage higher than it's ever been before. He's gonna take your relationships higher. He's gonna take your business higher. And it's not gonna be because you work more. It's gonna be because in humility, we're gonna fall to his feet this week and get as close to the power that is necessary for us to walk in victory in our life. Come on, at every location, give them better praise than that, amen? Let's move towards Christ. Hey, 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 listen, listen. I'm not mad. Just honking the horn a little bit. I want to get you moving. There's a legacy behind you. There's a ministry waiting. There's opportunities waiting. You just gotta get moving. If you're gonna move anywhere, move towards Christ. Just close your eyes all over this place at every location. Just close your eyes. I think there's, there's two responses to today's message. The first response is for people who call themselves believers. You're followers of Jesus Christ, but you have let your pursuit after Christ, you've let it slip. And honestly, you, you, you've got in that slump and maybe it's months, maybe it's years, you've neglected that passionate pursuit after Christ. And I wanna give you a chance to just, just say, God, I wanna respond. I want, I want today to make a decision that over this next week, I am going to reignite my personal habit of spending time with God all over every location. If that's you today, throw that hand up and you say, that's me. I'm a believer. I'm reigniting my personal decision to spend time with God every day. Come on, all over this place. Let, lift it up one more time. Hey, hold it high. All over the, I want God to see it. I want him to see it. I want him to see your heart. Now with every hand raised, your, your hand is raised right there. I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for every hand raised at every location. There's hundreds, if not thousands of people right now making a crucial decision to say, God, this week, I'm putting you first. I'm praying first. I'm believing you to do miracles in my life. I want to get closer than I've ever been before. God, I promise you, I ask that you would be good to your word, that as they draw close to you, you will draw close to them. As they bring you their pain, bring them your power and your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Now with every eye closed and every head down, every eye closed, there's last call is for people in here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want you to know, God sees you. He's not done with you today. And you might have been like this lady. You have spent all that you had at everything else and nothing's worked. I want you to know, Jesus is the solution you're looking for in your life today. Would you give your life to Christ? Would you make that act of faith? And here's what it's gonna look like. It's gonna look at right in your seat. You're gonna make a decision to raise your hand in just a second and say, Aaron, today's my day of salvation. Today's my day to give my life to Christ. There's no magic in the hand raise. It's an act of faith in your heart to say, I'm giving my life to Christ. Every location, if that's you on the count of three, you say, Aaron, today's my day of salvation. A simple yet significant decision to give Christ your life. On the count of three, throw that hand up. Ready? One, two, three. All over this place. Thank you, 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 thank you. So many people. Wow. Thank you at St. Pete, at Brandon. That's why God brought you today. Just pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life. I give you my heart today. Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. I'm going to follow you. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. And make me into a new creation. And we pray this in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, can we celebrate with dozens of people across Tampa Bay? Best decision ever. Best decision ever. Here's what I want you to do. 
Here's what I want you to do. If you just made that decision, I want you to check on that connection card. I made a decision to follow Christ. We're gonna send you some resources. Hey, Radiant, this is super important. All right, we're going into seven days of prayer starting today. And here's what I want you to do. One, you're gonna get one of these bands on the way out. These are our Radiant Church Pray First bands. Now, some of you guys have ones from like years ago. Get a new one. You already paid for it through your giving, so you might as well just take one, all right? If you have a family member that's not here, get one. And here's all it's gonna do. It's gonna remind you every day, pray first. This thing has kept me out of jail. It's kept, you know, it's like, it'll help you. Some of you guys will stop making stupid decisions because you'll look down all the time and go, oh, I gotta pray first. I gotta make sure, okay? So, so get one of those. There's also pray first guides at every info booth on the way in today. If you don't have one of those guides, um, make sure you get one. It'll give you something to do every single day of this next seven days. We'd love for you to do that. Hey, we're gonna end this service by an act of faith, by worshiping God with our generosity. Radiant, thank you for being so incredibly generous. Uh, it's changing the world. We got stories like Eric's story, where we created an environment for people to find life and find Jesus, and it's happening every single week. This summer, by the way, um, has been the greatest summer of salvations our church has ever seen. Lives getting restored, it's been amazing. I've got story after story. I just received one yesterday from another lady in St. Petersburg who's been going, whose life has totally been changed. She's getting baptized in a couple weeks. I'm telling you, God's doing amazing things. Thank you for being faithful to giving to God. It's all because of his grace and your generosity. Lord, I pray for the offering at every location. Lord, at Brandon, St. Pete. Lord, here at South Tampa. Lord, the building we're doing there in the Heights area, the location we're launching today, it's all because of your grace, God, and their generosity. I pray a blessing over their finances. Lord, would you open the windows of heaven over their life, bless their marriages, bless their kids, bless their businesses, let it prosper even as our soul prospers. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that agrees says, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.